0: Martial arts films have been a staple in cinema history for decades. The two films we are discussing today are modern takes on the classic genre. Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast. This week, we will be taking a look at the 2000 classic Chinese film Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and the 2021 release Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings.
0: I'm Ryan, one of your hosts. And I'm Rob, your other host.
1: And let's take a look at at Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. This is... uh... this was was an interesting film because it almost feels like it was designed to win one specific oscar the uh, best foreign language film oscar
0: yes um i honestly think it deserves more than that because it's just visually stunning and the practical effects are phenomenal
1: they are they really really are this did uh this did win best foreign language film so i guess that did did uh pay off but this was an american co-production and in fact it was uh i mean it had columbia pictures behind it which mm-hmm. isn't as big a deal these days because it's been purchased by sony but at the time it was huge
0: yeah they used to be huge they used to pump out all the blockbusters
1: yeah and ang lee who even then was well known as a crossover into american film production had what was behind the helm on this one Mm-hmm. And he had already made Sets and Sensibility, he had made uh, The Ice Storm, which was a big deal. This was right before Hulk came out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of derailed the <laughs> star a little bit. Hulk was great. The 2004 uh, Hulk, I really liked it. I preferred it to the like 20, 2008 Hulk.
1: I liked that one. I like Edward Norton. Now. The movie's terrible, but he's fun in it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this was almost like this weird pull to win the best, uh, best foreign language film.
0: Yeah. I think it was probably Columbia Pictures trying their hand at a martial arts film and seeing how good it could be with the right team. Yeah, and I, to my knowledge, they didn't really do any other martial arts films after this.
1: They didn't, and surprisingly, this was uh, even Chow Yun Fat's first like martial arts movie. I mean, he he'd done action films before. Yes, but like he had never done, He's so associated with that genre. In this country because of this movie but he had mostly done like gangster movies and stuff like that john woo films
0: yes john woo was huge in the late 90s as well yeah
1: this was not this is not a john woo film but Yun-fat no. and john Woo were so closely yeah. tied even though i don't think i've ever seen any of the films that they made together sadly um yeah but this was from taiwan but it's this whole like the way that the foreign language oscars work is i think it's like i
0: I think it's any other country that's not or like any any film that's made in a language other than english
1: yes so even if it's made by an american company like this one was it was not shot in america but it was made largely with an american production company behind it uh, with a lot of american money i mean granted this was 17 million which isn't a ton even in 2000 that wasn't huge
0: yeah but and they made
1: tw- two hundred fifteen million box office, which was a big deal at the time.
0: Yeah, this movie was huge when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. I I just saw it for the first time last night for the show, but I th- this is a film that it's been mocked over and over again. I think they made fun of it in the first scary movie, and it did. It, it's just so culturally integrated. It, it was huge.
1: Yeah, I, I mean. The Matrix had brought some of the wire stuff over to the U.S., but this was the one that really brought wire over.
0: Yes, uh, and Matrix was only a year before, and yeah. and they have very similar stunts. Just one's more sci-fi, the other's more classic action,
1: action fantasy with you know the dragon's metaphorical. If they're not an actual dragon. We'll get yeah. to uh, we'll get to the next movie <laughs> we talk about, but uh, there there is. A lot of breaking of the rules of physics, which is very common in these sorts of uh, of wire fu movies, and yeah, they're jumping wire... off
0: rooftops, running up walls, and just yeah. like jumping up trees. It's insane. It's it's so visually stunning to watch.
1: Oh, it is. It really is. And There's not a ton of story, but it, it holds your attention.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing with the martial arts films. It's less focus on story and more what they can do visually.
1: Yes, plus just some of the places they're shooting in are gorgeous yes uh mount canyon which looks like that They didn't have to dress the set very much it just looks like that which is amazing it looks like something it looks like someone someone drew in like a a, some piece of digital software it's Mm -hmm. so cool uh we're not talking too much about the film itself because it kind of speaks for itself and it's so hard to discuss
0: Yeah, it's it's purely visual. Like Mm -hmm. the plot's pretty simple: a ancient sword that supposedly has magic abilities gets stolen, and the what's his name? Uh, Master Master Li Mubai goes out to to search for the person who stole the sword, and the person who killed his master. And that's pretty standard martial arts plot.
1: Yeah, it's very basic. It's mostly about the fights, and uh, there is this whole undercurrent about uh, female empowerment, which is very cool. Um, depending on how you how you say it, uh, Zhang Ziyi or Ziyi Zhang. I've seen her name both ways, with the first and the mm-hmm. last name in both positions. Um, she is sort of like the the antagonist, but there's more to it than that.
0: Yeah, it quickly changes.
1: Yes and there's a lot that's really cool with her she she was brand new i think when this came out or had not been acting for very long and she's phenomenal so far as i can tell it's hard yeah. to
0: and ju- she, she went on to do uh, house of flying daggers which was another yeah. big martial arts movie yeah. for like what would you say like five years after crouching tiger martial I, arts films yeah. were just huge
1: they were a big deal. I mean, even as recently as a few years ago, we were getting stuff like uh, Hero with Jet Li, who still occasionally pops up and does some stuff, though apparently oh, the he's largely The One was also huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I love The One. It's such a bad movie, but I love it.
0: Yeah, that was a staple in my childhood. Oh,
1: man. Yeah, Jet Li, unfortunately, has largely retired from acting. Um, he just kind of got tired of it, which, yeah. you know.
0: Good for him. He yeah. put in the work.
1: Yeah. But uh, this movie is fun. It's it's not the deepest thing you'll ever, ever see. It's not... Uh, there's no literal tiger. There's no literal dragon, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, I believe Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon are um, fighting position poses, like Kung Fu poses.
1: That would make sense. Um,
0: I'm not 100% on that.
1: It is in a poem in the ancient Chinese poet Yu Xin that reads chinese that i can't read which means behind the rock in the dark probably hides a tiger and the coiling giant root resembles a crouching dragon hmm. okay but the probably in there confuses <laughs> me anyway yeah. poetry is not my strong scene i've never been good at it so... you're not supposed to take it literally <laughs> no um it uh one thing that's that we have not mentioned is michelle yao is in this she's also in
0: uh, in Shang yes.
1: which I think it's the first time we've had. That's not true. We had Danny Aiello
0: week yes. a couple of,
1: about a year ago but, or so.
0: Yeah, today we're doing the Michelle Ayo <laughs> uh, Cinematic Universe.
1: Michelle, yeah, yeah, she's she's great. She uh, apparently she also speaks French and she does other. Other, which actually doesn't surprise me. A lot of uh, people of Asian descent somehow speak French, and I don't really know why that is. But I've met several who do. Yeah. so that's cool. Um, Honestly, America
0: is the only country where we it's <laughs> not common to learn more than one language.
1: Yeah. yeah, she's she's great in this. She is holding her own against Cheyenne Fat and uh, Zhang Zi Yeah, she's fantastic.
0: That big set piece in the beginning when she fights the ninja is so intense. It's honestly one of the best parts of the film, and it's all her.
1: Yeah. Yes. So the the downside of things like this and we'll get into this with shang as well is that the the fighting can take up 10 minutes but not a whole lot will happen plot wise so the movie sometimes feels less substantial than it can be which is why some of these films tend to be very long
0: yeah it's it's all about the action like you'll have like 10 minutes of plot 15 minutes of action 10 minutes of plot another 15 minutes of action it just does that for the whole runtime. Yes. and you know, for me personally, I have to be in the mood for something like that because typically I prefer a strong story to less action. Yes. But while watching this, the action was just so visually entertaining. I didn't really care about the plot.
1: Yeah, it's it's so cool. I wish I knew more about the the people, the stunt team who did yes. this. It's. It's phenomenal.
0: Stunts need to be an Oscar.
1: They really... Even if it's one of those pre-show ones, I don't care. I mean, these people break their bodies for our entertainment. They deserve a lot of... of respect and honor and all of that. And
0: without the stunt teams, there'd be no Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. There'd be no Mad Max Fury Road. There'd be no... Any action movie.
1: Yeah. There'd be no Marvel in general. Exactly. I mean, uh yeah we'll, we'll get into that but i'm not sure how much i mentioned about this before but when this came out there was a moment in time where this was the movie
0: the film
1: i mean everyone talked about this from like all the late night cable guys down to like saturday morning cartoons to the comic pages mm-hmm. everyone talked about this movie so, so yeah. every video have...
0: store had the poster on the wall for oh, months. Yeah.
1: for forever and it's it's weird how it just kind of disappeared because it, it 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 is good it did get nominated for best picture it did not win uh i feel like a beautiful mind won that year but i don't gladiator won that year yes um which is fine gladiator is a decent Gladiator is good
0: but honestly i prefer Crouching tiger yeah
1: i mean i think traffic is better from that year honestly, i honestly think Chocolat a lot is a little bit better from that year i haven't um, seen either of those yeah Chocolat's. lot's pretty solid. It's it's kind of like the best
0: That's Johnny novel. Depp, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's not the lead, he's the supporting character but he's fun. Um, Traffic is really good yeah, The Traffic's
0: a little too intense for a lot of people, I think. It's been on my list for months I just have not watched it.
1: Uh, I For a Dream came out that year and that didn't even get nominated. I think that's way better than anything here. Almost oh. Famous came out that year. Jesus. Great what a year. Good, what a great year for movies like in was. Fight Club came out that year and oh. I got nothing. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Man, <laughs> I'm gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Kind of get off Away. track. <laughs> Castaway came out that year. Quills came out that year. I'm what a great year. what a great year! And great.
0: It's amazing that a lot of these movies are still talked about. two thousand.
1: This is two thousand, not ninety-nine.
0: Two thousand. Yeah. But a lot of all those movies that you just mentioned are still yeah. talked about and are widely yeah. considered classics. But yeah. Crouching Tiger, like. Nobody talks about it anymore.
1: It just kind of disappears. I mean, almost famous. We've almost done for the show at least three times because it's so good and it fits it, with so mm-hmm. many things. We just don't want to like burn that because once you've done it, you can't really do it again. So exactly. We so we it. need
0: the perfect film to pair it with.
1: Exactly. And it's one of my absolute favorites. Anyway,
0: we're getting way off topic. Um, <laughs> Get excited.
1: Yeah. Now, now not to disparage Crouching and Tiger because it is good. I definitely recommend watching it. Just mm-hmm. know what you're getting yourself into. This is a,
0: a it's long...
1: A- almost meditative action movie if that makes sense.
0: And it's only 2 hours, which is pretty standard film length, but it feels longer because of the way it's paced. Like I said before, yes. it's plot action plot action for 2 hours, and it's all visual. So and, and it's in a foreign language, so you have to look at the screen the whole time. You can't just zone out and kind of listen. You need to actually watch the film. Yes. And, which
1: is easy to do because it's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, from the first shot I was hooked. It's yeah. beautiful
1: it's it's all like fall colors and everything it's so serene and
0: scenic and like you said it looks like a painting
1: it does it's so cool and i mean i really do recommend it especially if you're the kind of person who can just ignore subtitles or deal with them i i have no problem with subtitles so that's fine
0: yeah i'm so used to (laughs) subtitles by this point in my life that they just they become a part of the film
1: they do they do um i'm not sure what that was but it's not named so okay well uh, I've I've unfortunately got nothing else left really to say about this Uh, it's definitely worth checking out Mm -hmm.
0: Um, yeah it's worth checking out it's a shame it's not talked about more because this is like the quintessential action film it's got crazy stunts great acting the plots it's basic but it's good it's tried and true yes and Ang Lee went on to do Hulk which is all you need to know
1: he went on to do...
0: And Life of Pi.
1: Life of Pi, which is really... Good. He also did that not very good movie, Gemini Man, from a year or two ago with Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Which, he did Taking Woodstock, which is also really out of left field for him. So he alternates between like these big, high-end dramas and these small, little indies. Yeah. And, you know, good for him, because that, that's a hard line to walk.
0: At this point, he I'm sure he can afford to do whatever he wants.
1: Absolutely. He's, he's a very talented filmmaker. Uh, Anyway, I think that's all we have to say about this, so we'll take a moment and we will come back with Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings.
0: Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for the new Marvel film Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's the newest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's taking a step in a different direction, where normally they're more like sci-fi, technology-based action films. Shang-Chi is more classic martial arts, similar to Crouching Tiger. This was directed by Dustin Daniel Cretton, and written by Dustin Daniel Cretton, Andrew Lahman, and Dave Callahan.
1: There's a, a little bit of Scott Pilgrim in here, too. Uh, maybe not the movie so much as the book, Yeah. but there's one sequence in particular that really reminded me of Scott Pilgrim.
0: Which sequence?
1: The bus sequence.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Which is probably retroactive, because I think that comes from a lot of the Kung Fu movies that Brian Lee O'Malley was really into.
0: Yeah, that's... The bus action scenes are a huge staple in any action film, really. Yeah. Speed... Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of others off the top of my head, but I'm drawing a blank. There's, a, there's yeah.
1: definitely a few. Uh, I can't think of any. My s- Mummy Returns, <laughs> which is oh, different. Yeah. There's that great um, I like bus Mummy sequence. Returns. And, uh, I do, too. Um, yeah, so Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I, think it's I believe it's
0: Shang-Chi. Out.
1: Shang-Chi. I, I'm, I am not Chinese. I'm doing my best. Yes.
0: Uh, That's how they I'm, said it in the movie, so... Yes.
1: I am open to being corrected. Uh, the... From what I understand, this is a new character from Marvel who has not even cameoed in another film so far.
0: The character's been around since late 60s, early 70s, and okay. yeah, they he's not been talked about in the movies. They never really mention him, and they're bringing him in. They're bringing in all their, like, lesser-known characters now because they got the big four out of the way. Yeah, so... But apparently, I haven't read any of the Shang-Chi comics. I believe they're called The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. That, and that
1: sounds so, like... I don't even know. That, that sounds so old school and yeah, interesting. They're, they're really based cool.
0: off the old school Kung Fu movies. And um, apparently, they are they haven't aged well, from what I'm told. So, well... Uh, they
1: were... They were probably not...
0: <laughs> They're probably not
1: written by Chinese or even. Asian I think
0: people. he was co-created by a Chinese writer. But well, that's other, encouraging. Other than that, I'm not sure. Created
1: but. by Steve Engelhart and Jim Starlin. No, no, no. Was I wrong? To, those are not Asian. Oh, I people.
0: thought I heard somebody else.
1: Uh, they were trying to adapt or trying to get the rights to Kung or to the the Kung Fu television program, and they were denied the rights. Mm. So it's sort of like based on Fu Manchu. <laughs> Yeah, in the comics really... his
0: father is Fu Manchu.
1: Yeah. Which I think would have made the movie way less good. Uh, yes, for sure. A lot of this movie is about his relationship with his father who is both metaphorically and literally a super like a supervillain. Yes. Um, abusive and distant and weird, but also really
0: charming. Mm-hmm. He What's the fu- What's the actor's name who plays the dad? Tommy? No. He's the
1: uh, Tony Lueng Xiaowei? Shau Shouei.
0: Yes, Tony. Tony, I can't say that.
1: Tony Lu. I'm I'm guessing as best I can. Tony Lueng Shouei. But yeah, he's a. Uh, he is great. He he reminded me a lot of Martin Freeman, which I know yes. sounds kind of weird, but he has a lot of the same like expressions and that same kind of charm, where he's not physically. Overpowerful. he doesn't look like he could really do that well against someone like shang in a fight who's clearly very strong and yes. bigger. but this but guy
0: he's oh, got he's... the the magical rings which enhances power and makes him immortal yeah but he's also is... the actor um tony lang he he's a big actor especially in china like he's yeah. been in movies he hasn't stopped acting for 20 30 years yeah. and a lot of this movie rests on his shoulders
1: it really does you don't see him too much in the beginning but a significant amount of this film would not work if he wasn't as phenomenal an actor as he is yes and And i don't think he's done too much in the way of american films he's mostly worked in uh, in hong kong Mm -hmm. but he's real good
0: yeah he's fantastic in this like Normally, the actors in Marvel movies are good. They they play yeah. the characters well, but but Tony Lang he stands out. He's one of the best actors in the Marvel universe.
1: Yeah, and it's it's kind of a shame, but he's sort of this like anti villain type character where there's probably not a ton of space.
0: He, he has depth. Like he he's no, kind he of a, he's a complex character. He's been alive for thousands of years, and yeah. he finally falls in love with his his wife and has two kids, one of which is Shang-Chi, and then the wife dies, and he snaps and goes back to his old ways of conquering, and that's when Shang-Chi needs to step in and stop him. And that's a pretty good plot for a martial arts film. It's different, yes. and it's got depth. It's got weight. It
1: does seem a little bit like the kind of melodrama you get in the Thor movies, but then again, these mar or these um kung fu films often have their own sort of melodrama, mm-hmm. so Not the end of the world. There. Uh, But what people are here for is the fights. Yes. And I think, unfortunately, as the fights get more and more fantasy-based, they are a little bit less interesting, whereas that first fight on the bus, which is mostly just a realistic fight...
0: Yeah, it's it's fist to fist, and then the dude's got the metal sword, (laughs) and that's cool. That fight was awesome, but... I agree. The, the more magical the fights got, the less interested I was. And yeah. that's not even a complaint against Shang-Chi. That's a complaint against the Marvel movies in general. Because by the end, they yeah. just become a big CGI fest.
1: They do. And how so much of this movie had been so intimate compared to a lot of the Marvel films. Yes. It had been so small aside from the fights. Even though it takes place over multiple continents and they travel all over the place. Mm-hmm. It still felt very contained, despite several cameos of different characters going back to, like, the Hulk from 2008.
0: Yep. uh, Uh, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk.
1: Yeah, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. There's a cameo from, uh, not Mark Ruffalo, Edward Norton's Hulk, going back to that one.
0: Uh, Oh, yes, with Abomination. Abomination
1: is in there, which is one of the last Marvel movies that I actually saw, which I think is hilarious. And
0: yeah, now that you now that you bring that up, you're not a big Marvel guy, so hearing you talk really highly of Shang Chi is good because a lot of this does eventually tie back into the previous Marvel films. Like, I don't want to spoil anything because it's so new, but like, did you ever feel lost at one point? Uh, I did feel very lost
1: at one point. Uh, I had to go to the ba- I really had to go to the bathroom. I try not to like, leave in the middle of a th- movie. This is screening only. I couldn't uh, watch it from home. So I went up and I went to the bathroom and I came back. And then here's Ben Kingsley in a dumb wig with some sort <laughs> of like, fluffy like, um,
0: footrest with they wings. They call I it know- a chicken pig.
1: Yeah, I had no idea what the hell was going on. I was so confused.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem with the Marvel movies. Like Individually, they're all good movies, but there's always a big like 20-minute section that ties into everything else. So it's hard to enjoy a movie as a movie without 20 other films of backstory.
1: Yes, so I didn't know what the hell that was. I was just kind of like, okay, here's Ben Kingsley in a dumb wig. I'm okay, whatever. I'm here. This is a thing that is happening. They...
0: They explain that a little bit at the dinner scene, and then they bring his character in, and that's purely for comedic effect. There's no yeah. need for him to be in the movie, but you know Marvel's got to have everything overly funny.
1: Yeah, that was a weird choice. Um, basically, he just kind of says a bunch of weird stoner lines. Yeah, he has this whole, he has this ridiculous monologue about how he thought the the people, the like the apes and Planet of the Apes, were actual apes have been taught to pretend like it was it's insane yeah it's kind of makes sense if you're on lots and lots of drugs
0: but ben kingsley was in iron man 3 and he's playing the same character and it's kind of an apology for iron man 3 which is by no means a bad movie but they did ruin one of the better villains of the comics the mandarin in iron man 3 so this was their way of correcting that
1: Yeah, I I was I mean I was along for the ride. There's we haven't even mentioned um, uh, Shang or Shang, Shang Shang. He has this he has this sidekick this hanger on played by Aquafina, Katie. Katie who is apparently I'm looking this up is she a character from No, she is based on a character from the comics, but she is not the character from the comics
0: um they did something weird with her cuz light spoiler right light spoilers eventually she learns the bow and her name's Katie and Hawkeye's protege is her name's Katie Bishop so i'm kind of wondering if they're going to make her the new hawkeye but she's not cast in the upcoming hawkeye show so it's gonna be weird I mean, having two Katie's and two different bow users. Yeah,
1: it's interesting having someone who is as busy as Aquafina, who's in like four different shows and is in a ton of different movies. I mean, even uh several upcoming Disney movies, and she's also like tours as a rapper and all this other stuff. Like I don't know if they're going to be able to get her for very long just because of how in demand she appears to be whether or not she actually is 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 anyone's guess i think she's funny but apparently i'm in the minority
0: i haven't seen much of her work apart from this and she's very clearly the comedic relief in this movie Mm -hmm. and like i said earlier i do not find marvel humor to be very funny i think it's just there to get general audiences to laugh
1: yeah, some so, of the jokes land. A
0: lot of them don't. Yeah, like I laughed more at Ben Kingsley than I laughed at anything Aquafina said.
1: Yeah, but his comedy was also just weird. There was also ben... this dude in this dude in the bus fight, which I felt it like was going to go more places than it did. Who was just like an Instagram oh, influencer? Or yeah.
0: Yeah. Which
1: was like one either either add one more joke and make it like a three beat or just remove one joke and then just have it be a random thing, but it was kind of awkwardly hanging around and never really resolved.
0: Yeah, that's a, a Marvel thing. <laughs> like like I really liked Shang-Chi, but same complaints as every other Marvel movie. The humor just doesn't work and there's too much of it and like halfway yeah. through the movie I find myself pulling my hair out at the humor. Yeah, it's just every ends, other line is it a just joke.
1: turns into a giant CGI monster fest at the end like every other Marvel movie.
0: Every other superhero movie. Which
1: didn't need to because there's so much existing conflict between mm-hmm. uh, the father and son that was really potent.
0: Yeah, the last act gets a little over the top.
1: Yes. Uh, also, the... The Ukrainian dude with the sword arm? Yes. How the hell does he keep his arms so ripped when he only has one hand? Like, how, what is he curling to get that kind of arm definition? Because I want to know because I want to do that. I am impressed um, with his physique.
0: Well, we see later in the film he detaches his sword and puts another sword on. So maybe he has a metal hand.
1: He has a grip that he can use to curl. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and this is a
0: universe where there's nanomachines that can form to pretty much anything, so anything's possible. Yeah,
1: this is true. That I don't know if that guy's a stuntman to begin with, though, because at least at least one of his most notable lines was uh, clearly dubbed in afterwards behind him. Which, like, oh, so he he either didn't get it on the day, or they had to like put that in. So I'm not sure if he's more of a stuntman or...
0: Um, it looks yeah. like he's only done a couple things, including Creed Two. S- yeah. So... And,
1: yeah, I, I'm, yes, the guy the guy clearly has both hands. Yeah. So it was just one that was a digital effect, which was, actually worked quite seamlessly. It was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. The, um, like, the effects are good, but by the end, there's a lot of it. And I think, yeah. ultimately, this movie would have been better with half the budget. Yes. Like, there's, unlike Crouching Tiger, this is all CGI. Like, you can tell. Everything's done on a blue screen where Crouching Tiger's half the budget, maybe even a third of the budget, and everything's on set. Everything looks beautiful. 20 years later, it still looks great, where 10 years from now, this CGI is going to look dated.
1: Yeah. So it turns out that guy, Florian Monto, is a boxer. So that makes total sense why they get him someone who looks like a boxer and clearly can move because he's... He's, in terms of pure hand-to-hand combat, he's the biggest threat in the movie. Yes. He may even be a better fighter than Shang. It's debatable. It's um, hard to Shang, tell, because
0: yeah. they fight a couple times, and the first time Shang wins, due to brains. And then yes. the second time, their fight gets interrupted. So
1: Yes. He, uh, the thing about Shang is that he's very crafty. He's very smart. He hasn't really amounted to much, but he's very, very clever. And that's what he uses to win his fights. He's yes. a good fighter, but he's also very smart. And yes. I appreciated that. He's also funny and kind. And I like that that first fight especially really played to character. Mm-hmm. You know that he's kind and he wants to help people and that he doesn't want to hurt anyone who doesn't, like, anyone who doesn't need to get hurt. And
0: yeah. I will say that they, they did a really good job of introducing him as a character in this movie.
1: They did. They really the... did.
0: The prologue is all about his father, and then we see Shang-Chi in his like day-to-day life for about 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. that's a long time for a Marvel movie to go without like having superhero stuff going on, especially yes. when introducing a character.
1: Yes, I think that actually played in its favor for the most part. Uh, I agree.
0: It, I thought it gave the room, gave the movie time to breathe, and I actually care about this character. Like, if we go from seeing the Mandarin fighting to yeah. Shang Chi's day job to him fighting without any like character building, I just wouldn't care. Yeah,
1: but it is, it is fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, aside from you know, the other typical Marvel movie problems that that happened and i'm not like well steeped in marvel i probably would have to look up some of the stuff if there had been more marvelisms than there were the only real one was that uh ben Ben. Kingsley character
0: yeah i can't think of any off top of my head but apart from like wong showing up at one point yes but i like like cameos
1: yeah i know who benedict wong is because i've seen him other things and i like him whenever he shows up on screen so that's cool um I'm looking forward to the Eternals, which is a different thing entirely. I can't wait for the Eternals. But there was a trailer for that, and uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, I really want to see how well that plays with. Uh, I cannot think of her name looking up for a second. Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao, because she is a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal director, but her style is so specific. I'm wondering yeah. how it's going to play in a much larger sandbox.
0: I feel like it's going to be a little more dramatic than action, which is what the Marvel Universe needs right now.
1: Yes. And Chloe Zhao is amazing at getting phenomenal performances out of non-actors. So let's yes. see how well she can do getting phenomenal performances out of good actors. Even, even in um, Nomadland, which you talked about months ago, she got amazing performances out of non-actors mm-hmm. and Oscar-winning performances out of actors. So, yes. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. I'm very curious to see where that goes. I don't and know when that is coming out. November. November. Oh, that's that's not very far away. Yes, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that yeah. one, which I, I t- wasn't even a week ago.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited, and I want to read the comics before the film comes out, so, oh, yeah. we can uh, we can discuss. <laughs> differences when we see that yeah um Bro,
1: don't know. oh yeah that's the one that uh kumal manjani got yes ripped he got for. ripped for yeah to his credit he has said that he had the best chefs and the best trainers and the backing of a ma- national like inter- yeah. or international company he, he's like i couldn't do this on my own do not starve yourself to look like this yeah yeah i could not do this without all of this behind me and i think that was the right thing to do because some people will like push themselves to the brink and hurt themselves
0: yeah he had the best personal trainers on planet earth yeah he's got the mouse's money
1: oh yeah they wanted him to look like that
0: (laughs) but um um, let's wrap up shang chi and then we can discuss more marvels yeah but overall i really liked shang chi i thought it was a very refreshing entry in the marvel universe But by the end, it ultimately becomes a CGI action fest, which isn't a bad thing because it's – I I think it works. It gets a little too mythical compared to the first half of the film. But I was never, like, bored by the ending. But the middle section, I think, drags. I think that needed to be paced a little better.
1: I can agree with that, especially when they have to keep traveling to new environments where they stay for, like – five minutes yeah and they don't really go anywhere with those and then they move on to the next set piece yes uh that being said moments of it are really funny a lot of it has more to do with the straight character like the the non-intentionally funny characters like benedict wong who Mm -hmm. is great
0: they always play him up as a, a comedic character now he he's He's the comedic relief in Doctor Strange, so they're yeah. going to use him as kind of jokey in here.
1: Yes, but he he was almost more like he didn't realize he was being funny, and that made him, to me, really funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. I I do recommend it. Uh, I think if you're even if you don't know Marvel very well, like I don't know Marvel very well, I had a great time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a good job of keeping it very self-contained. And even with the Ben Kingsley character, I'm not sure if you were in the theater for this part, but at the dinner table, they discuss his character briefly and then bring him in.
1: I was there for that. I only missed like maybe the minute or two before he showed up. And then I just kind of had to piece the rest of that together because of how weird it was. But I enjoyed the movie. I would uh, like to see, especially uh Sean in other, in other projects. Hopefully that, I mean, it's Marvel. I'm sure that's going to happen, but yeah. uh, they'll start pulling. I mean, Doctor Strange has been in at least one Spider-Man movie, maybe
0: more. The new one he'll be in. Yeah. And uh, the Avengers.
1: Yes, he was also in Thor:
0: Ragnarok. And, Briefly, yes.
1: Yeah, like they're just putting them in. Everything yeah, and these
0: days you have to because it's a shared universe. These characters, yeah. they're friends. They know each other. They appear and disappear, and yeah, and they all which live they their couldn't own lives. do.
1: Which they couldn't do forever, and... Uh, oh, man. I just... I'm looking at links, and it made me sad. Uh, there is a, another Black Panther movie coming out, and it's after... Obviously, it's after Chadwick Bozeman passed.
0: Yes, they haven't and, said uh, who's taking up the mantle, but a lot of fans, me included, want his sister, Shiri, to take over. Because in the comics, yeah. she, she eventually gets the Black yeah. Panthers. I
1: think they should have at least one film without the role, or at least not filling the role right away, and then like yeah well, they, um Ryan I, Coogler is coming back to do it which cool. is cool. Yeah. D- did you see Black Panther? I did. I liked it quite a bit.
0: Yeah, so I'm very excited for the second one. I loved the first one, so. Yeah. I'm excited to see where they go with this next phase of storytelling.
1: I think they're becoming confident in their abilities
0: to just kind of do what they want. Um, I kind of disagree with that. I feel like the more they come out the more copy paste they're becoming. Though Shang-Chi was it's a minor exception.
1: Yes, I'm hoping that Eternals will also be a bit of an exception.
0: Yeah. I did
1: not see Black Widow. It uh,
0: sucked. It was horrible. <laughs>
1: um, I'm I, hoping that Thor Love and Thunder is more like Ragnarok, because I thought Ragnarok was the best. Taika Waititi
0: is yeah. writing and directing again.
1: Good, because he made that... Oh, he's actually, he didn't write the first one. Or he didn't write Ragnarok. Well, brought I him he did. In, He made... I think he allowed the actors to improvise, which is one okay. of the things that he does. But he was not a credited writer anymore. Oh, well, maybe he was. Never mind. I'm apparently wrong. <laughs> um, but Teke Waititi, as we've discussed multiple times in the show, is one of my favorite filmmakers working right now. He's yes. fearless. So hopefully this uh, this comes out very cool. Because I thought that he was... No, sorry. He was a writer on *Thelma and Thunder*. He was not a writer on uh, *on Ragnarok*, which yeah. is a bit but... of a shame. But then again, he won a Best after Screenplay. so like, yeah, let's have this guy write for us because he's very, very good at what he does. So, anyway, that was a long. Yeah. Rant. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you, you get very excited about Taika Waititi. So. I do. He's very, <laughs> he's very good. He's fantastic. And he
1: speaks to my specific weird sensibilities. Agreed.
0: Like... I find everything he's done to be absolutely yeah. brilliant. But, yeah, I'm very excited for the next three Marvel films, which is Eternal, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where they go. They're clearly setting up for the multiverse, which will clearly set up for Secret Wars, which we can discuss at a later time. But... <laughs> yes. I'm very excited. I, I love the Marvel comics, so I'm ready for whatever they throw at me.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, definitely interested to see where this goes. As someone who's not very familiar with the universe, this could be very exciting.
0: Are you so, going to retroactively watch the older movies?
1: Uh, perhaps. Um, They're all
0: on Disney Plus? I don't have that yet. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no. I thought you did.
1: No, um, I, I don't... I tend I only have Netflix and Hulu and then if I need something for the show I'll get it for a month and then that's yeah. it. So uh if I need to get uh Disney Plus for some reason I will do that but for the moment uh we're going we're running way long. So <laughs> That's
0: fine. It's a Marvel discussion.
1: <laughs> yes. So we're definitely excited about this. People should definitely go see it. It did make 150 million this weekend. Which it broke is, Labor
0: Day weekend records, yeah,
1: which is huge considering a lot of theaters aren't at full capacity yet.
0: Yep, and but it is Marvel, and people yeah. will go see Marvel. We've seen time and time again that Marvel films just break records.
1: Yes, yes they do, and this will, uh, you know, this will probably probably go down to be you know in the upper half of Marvel films, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping this gets people more interested in uh, martial arts films because Crouching Tiger was great, and yeah. more people should watch it. If you like Shang Chi, you'll you'll like Crouching Tiger. Yeah, the it's tone similar, is different, but, but different yeah. tone, but similar storytelling, similar action sequences, just less CGI, which automatically for me is a plus.
1: Yes, uh, a lot of the CGI goes these days to removing the wires for the wire food but that's about it yes uh anyway um what do we have on the docket for next um
0: malignant comes out friday the new james wan movie
1: well until then we've ran along but thank you for sticking with us and thank you for joining us at the crossroads Crossroads podcast is recorded and produced by Rob Kolb and Ryan Hall. The Crossroads theme was written and recorded by Caleb Doerr. Featured music this week is Hotel California by the Eagles.